grab a hundred and three because I'm hot-blooded, hot-blooded. Y'all ready? These next two episodes are going to be really good. <clears throat> That's great, but are you ready? Yeah. Ready. All right. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of That Reload Podcast. I'm your host, Joel, owner of Reload Rub and Seasoning. I have sitting across from me, Jeremy, the Booge, the Kitchen White Law. Meh. Sitting next to him is our showrunner, sweet and sassy, sometimes salty, Miss Stacy. Hey, guys. All right, y'all. We have a great episode ahead. Great episode. Always a great episode. And a solid guest. A very solid guest. We got a president and a CEO who's going to be a guest on the show today. Stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking a lot of bourbon in the next segment, and then we're going to transfer into Kamado-style cookers. Should you get one? Why should you get one? Stick around for that as well. But right now, we're going to do what we always do, and that's catch up, y'all. So... What's been going on, y'all? Well, I've got us, excuse me, I've got us a pour right here. Um, Jeremy's sipping on something over there. What are you sipping I, on, Jeremy? I, I have in front of me a bottle of 2017 William LaRue Weller. Oh, no, sorry, that's for later in the podcast, so stay tuned for that. But right now, I'm drinking um, some Weller Special Reserve. Hey, oh, all that's right. That's always a solid one. That's a um, yeah, for those of you that are uh, tuning in, we have, I have a micro porn. Wow. For everyone at the end. That's I was com- trying to tease the folks, Stacey. Jeez, don't give it oh, all sorry. away. Oh, I'm sorry. There's no tease. She likes to just jump like right to be in. No. Oh, I know. Straight. Oh, I know. Straight to the point. Get it over with. Uh-huh. Go to bed. Get it over with. <laughs> no, I mean, let's just let's go for it. No. All right. Yeah, okay. So you, right, have, you have about five inches of bourbon poured in your glass there. Joel. <laughs> uh, well, this is the thing. So I have the microporn planned, and I told myself. I don't want what we drink now to taint, you know, our thoughts and our taste buds later on when we do that. So oh, I oh, wanted maybe. to pick what we were drinking today. And so I <laughs> blindly poured it into Joel's cup. Uh-huh. And I poured I poured enough so that he couldn't go mm. out there and like re-pour as we're talking to our next guest. I poured enough to get us through three segments. <laughs> because I know he'd like run out and then be like, Oh, okay, I gotta go get some more. And don't, then don't tilt that glass too much. Don't <laughs> pour out. <laughs> Roll it, man. Make it new legs. So oh. go ahead. Take a sniff. <laughs> take right. a sip. I'm getting cherry off of this. Oh. <sighs> Is that EH Taylor? No? I don't know what this is in. It's still, delicious. It's really good. Smooth. I'm going to go about 100, uh, about 100, and 100 proof on this. It's a 90 proofer. Wow. I've been <laughs> off. All right. But I can see where you say that. This mm. is Elijah Craig single barrel 17 year. 18 year. 18, 18 year. Oh, the, the 18 year. I was like 17 year. I've heard of that one yet. Sorry. I was thinking of the Eagle Rare. 18 yeah, yeah. year. This is good. It, oh, okay. It's good. It's I I've, I've, I've never been really impressed with this one, but um, that's on, good on the blind. It's good. Yeah, that, really good. That that one is quite hard to find too. That's a uh, that that is a premium bourbon. Mm-hmm. Oh. And yeah, look how much I poured in his glass. Anyways, <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> go. like drink this crap. Up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's really really good. It's got a little oh, pop. Uh, so so kind of make that last a little bit, or or wash your mouth out with some beer later. So. All right, I, if I have to, I'll get an IPA. Um. Barbecue news, like something major happened to one of our barbecue fam. 
people. I heard about this bullshit five minutes ago, and you guys told me about it, and it's it's upsetting. Yeah, so, um, you know, we're all family in the barbecue community, That's and right. everybody's kind of uprising over this, but our buddy Chris, one of our customers, actually, StubyQ, uh, a buddy of Noah Cheeks yep. as well. He's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, lives right next to his parents with his wife and kids, and um, they his dad proudly displays his American flag on his front you know, front stoop or whatever, and some jackhole. God, this really walks down the street, and it's caught on ring camera, and pulls a lighter out of his pocket and lights the American flag on fire. It steams my beans oh, right yeah. here, and this caught the whole front of the house on fire, right? Yep. Yes, like caught yeah. it on fire. Um, it just spread. It started to go towards um, Chris's house. Um, it's, it's they've been interviewed on the news they're Listen, trying to find this guy this, but this jerk off is walking down the street not only does he light this flag on fire he turns back around and, and lights it again to finish the freaking job and outside of outside of the fact that he disgraced our nation's flag like a total pos but a coward well, no. I, Why not knock on the person's door and say, "I don't like that flag." No, you're gonna go. You're gonna look around. No, he could have killed people. He could have killed people yeah, because it took yeah. it took someone to come bang on their door at two thirty in the morning and wake them up and say, "You got to get out." If I saw someone doing that, I would go to jail, beating their ass. Yeah, I don't even uh, care. It, it, it's it, yeah. The, arson um attempted murder i mean like the 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 charges this guy's gonna face for like the cowardly stupid crap he pulled like i hope he gets the book thrown at him like it's horrible said by a man who has proudly our stars and stripes hanging behind you damn straight right behind me right now you know god bless america (laughs) and i feel like i feel like defaming our flag there should be punishment to that there used to be there used to be punishment to that and then you know we got all sissified. But anyways, um, great part of the story. You know, I was just, I was watching his <laughs> story probably, and he's we, like, he's like cooking and I, I commented on his story. I'm like, oh yeah, like something about like something he ate. I was like, that looks amazing. And then the next story like told this and I, I was so shocked. I was like, oh my gosh. Then they show his dad, you know, he's an older guy and he's takes a brand new American flag and just staples or nails it right up to the front of his house, flat on it, just a big, massive American flag on there, basically saying, F you to whoever did this. Don't tread on me, fools. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Gave me goosebumps. We pro- I thought that was a really cool We story. probably should have saved this story for the end of catch up because I'm getting all kind of, I'm kind of pissed. At the moment. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I so anyways, Chris, we're thinking about you. Um, God bless America. Like his dad to me, that's a hero going out there and not getting scared. Some people would have just know. would have would have been scared about it and and waited till everything was fixed or not even put one back up at all. But yeah. have we talked about the uh, the special flag that we have at the CRP Studios? No, I don't think. Well, have we talked about that on the podcast? I don't know if we have, but hanging in the TRP studios is a flag that was given to us by our sister in law that she flew specifically for reload rubbing seasoning. She flew it over Afghanistan out of one of her on a uh, mission. Uh, on a mission. They hung it outside out of the back of the plane and flew it over the Oh man, I got goosebumps thinking. Yeah, about she's that, in the yo. Air Force yeah. and she um flies on the CCAT, which is the critical care air transport team. And basically that's like a critical care unit on an aircraft carrier. And so they opened up that back. I don't know what you call it, but they opened it up. Hanger. That hanger Hatch. and they had Maybe. she they Sure. Yeah, she yeah. dedicated this flag that they were flying over the fields in Afghanistan during her tour to reload. We've got a certificate, and so we proudly have that hung up here. Yeah, we sent a big. We'll have to 
Go ahead. We'll have to drop a picture on uh, on the TRP page uh, sometime this week after this episode airs. So uh, look out for that. You can check out what that badass flag looks like. Absolutely. Yeah, we sent a big care package over to her with a bunch of seasonings and snacks and things like that. And uh, that was a part of the Yeah, and they were cooking with with Reload overseas. Oh, yeah. We're we're international now, baby. Yeah, they'd come back from their mission. And and she left all of them there. So all the the seasonings are still over there. Well, good. uh, What is it? What was that base called? I don't remember. Don't remember. It's not Baghdad, but it was... Bombs. Okay. I don't remember. Let's talk about some <laughs> shitty food that you. Let's uh, talk about some other stuff that'll piss us off even more. <laughs> this is a really pissed <laughs> off ketchup. Yeah. I'm not now, pissed off. I'm just questioning. Yeah. So, so to kind of preface this, um, uh, we don't have a lot going on in our lives right now because all of our kids are sick. So we don't yeah. have too much ketchup for you guys. But uh, if you'll remember a few episodes back when we had Matt on and we overran the entire podcast talking about Bardstown bourbon, we had something else planned for you guys at home. Uh, another another segment to talk about uh, something uh, creepy and crazy that we've uh, seen going on out in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we decided that we would uh, drop that right into ketchup this week um, because this could kind of be an ongoing segment uh, because we're constantly seeing crap like this. And uh, Stacy, what was the... Yeah. What was the name of the segment? Like crap we didn't ask for, right? <laughs> yeah, shit Something we didn't like ask that. for. Stupid shit we didn't ask for. <laughs> or, uh, Wait, we're honing the we're honing the title, guys. Yeah. But, oh, stu- stupid shit no one asked for. That's right. Yeah. But so, man, you know, I wanted to, the first thing we're going to talk about here. I wanted to order this so I could give it a try and put it to the test. But, and astonishingly, uh, they're, uh, but they're sold out. <laughs> Oh, they sold th- out. That or, that or they stopped making them out of shame. That's what I'm thinking. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so a shame. But it's a it, this company, I, I don't even know if we're going to talk about it. But they're <laughs> the making of- hot dog patties. They're, they're ca- round, round hot dogs. Yes, they're calling them So they're round- called round hot dogs. Well, are, aren't other regular hot dogs round? Well, they're no, cylindrical. No, they're cylindrical. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, I, they do this shape, yeah. They're making so- extremely large beanie weenies. All right. Um, the beanie. No, so so th- this is essentially a slice of bologna that's marked up 10 times more expensive is what it but is. But they say it's not bologna. They say it's but a it, hot it's dog. But it's not bologna, but it's, it's, it's bologna. <laughs> Chock full of peckers and lips. It's not paying 64. That is 10 times more expensive. <laughs> so this is the thing. So they sell it on their website, and they also sell them on QVC. <laughs> The pictures, like the, the like, it's like lettuce, tomato, like everything you'd put on a hamburger. A burger, it's not, not even, a hot dog. It's not even hot dog toppings in the pictures. Yeah, it's like a relish, on there. relish, I want yeah, relish, or chili, like chili and onions. A hundred percent, like some Yankee, because this is from like a northern company that's doing this, some butcher shop. A Yankee discovered a fried bologna sandwich. It was like, holy <laughs> shit! Like, oh, you gotta no, do this. Oh, but my question like this is, are you, are you are you buying meats off QVC? QVC. Oh, that's where they're selling it. No way. Yes. It's like going to the mall parking lot where the guy's selling 40 ribeyes for 10 bucks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> no, no. Th- there are people that we respect in the barbecue community that swear by these things. So I really feel like we should give them a but, fair but, shot. But I, I have things to say about it. Do you have something to say? Just one thing. I'm with Jeremy on this because we here in the South, we've been making these hot dog round sandwiches uh, <laughs> since we were in diapers. And it's called for 100 years now. <laughs> a fried bologna sandwich. I know. I know. So the pricing of this is is astronomical. You know, if you look at the QVC website, they're selling twenty four of them. Okay. For seventy eight dollars and sixty six cents. Get out of town. So, and this is three ounce round dogs. What's the that math comes on out. That? I've got the math. Seventeen dollars. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it right now. No. Seventeen dollars and fifty cents per pound for round hot dogs. 
So here are my thoughts. What's the per patty? I don't want to know. It's not. It's three dollars and twenty five cents per patty. Now I'm gonna yeah. grind my own up in my grinder, make it myself. Yeah. Yeah. So what I have to say is, it's not really the flavor of a hot dog or the texture of a hot dog, which a round dog would be the same. It's not really that that makes me like hot dogs. Yeah, they taste good. But to me, what draws me into a hot dog is the cylindrical shape. Like it is. It's a place. <laughs> it's a place where I can get creative. I can add toppings because it's like a taco-like bun. It cradles. Are, are, you, are, are you reading a speech right now? No. <laughs> you like keep looking down like you like. Well, have, I like, made notes. She has notes. I have notes. <laughs> I have notes because when this happened, I was like, I was like Kermit on the, on the keyboard. But I like yeah. the cylindrical, cylindrical shape. Like I like the taco like bun. I like sticking toppings all around that thing <laughs> and like biting it down into one. Yeah. So, uh, very, re- like the last hot dogs I have, I did a, a paid partnership thing with a, uh, a company out of New York city, uh, an old German style butcher shop. And they sent me a package of weenies and that's what I cooked for the thing. I did Matt's Wieners? dog sauce. You mean Wieners? Venus. Uh, I did Matt's dog sauce on them and everything. Yeah. But like my favorite part of eating those hot dogs, which I actually really like these ones, was the snap. When you bit into it, there's a snap whenever you moved along the hot dog, and you wouldn't have that with just like a bologna style. Yeah, because it would just be the outside that would crisp yes. up. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have that snap as you're well, like. Well, I guess if you cook, Well, if you cook it on like a flat top, I guess all of the top would have a snap. So here's the deal. Well, no, they're it claiming like a, a crust, a Maillard reaction, but it wouldn't have the snap from the casing. That's what it is. Like like that hot dog, like ones I'm talking about, like if you grab it in your hand, you could snap it. You know, like you can't do that with something like 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 a piece of fried bologna. Like yeah. it's just going to bend, you know. So uh, they're cl- that's what they're claiming is that these round dogs have the consistency of an Oscar Mayer or Nathan's or anything like that. That's, well, it, that's it, what they're saying. It is a small butcher shop, so I imagine it's like a very good quality product, you know, that they make in house with all like pure beef and no assholes and lips or whatever. I imagine it's a very <laughs> high quality product, but at the same time, like you can go to like your local butcher shop that makes their own in house bologna yeah. and cut it real thick and have yourself a, well, a hey, bologna. I mean, whatever sandwich. sells, because I'm going to tell you right now, like the reviews on there, and, and it could be because they're using high quality and the flavors there, but the yeah. reviews yeah. on this are like, I didn't want to like this. I thought it was just going to be like bologna. And <laughs> here we are. These are amazing. So, well, so it, the thing is, we can shit on it all we want. All right. But we and, haven't had it. But we haven't tried it. Well, we, that didn't stop us from shitting on bacon wrapped Oreos. So that's true. Hey, I did have my first fried Oreo the other day. Fried Oreos are amazing. I've made them a few times. Like I've made myself sick off of them. A it few was times. like a beignet, man. It yeah, was so, so good. Oh, it's so good. That's what shocked me. I was expecting a fried Oreo to have like a crunchy, crispy outer shell, but it was. It was like a doughy beignet type uh, yeah. figuration on the back on the uh, uh, outside of it. Have you guys never been to like state fairs? They deep fry everything there, man. Yeah, the I, best. I would never deep fried Twinkies. Oh my god, yeah. When, when I was a kid and we would go to the fair, my dad was such a cheap ass, he wouldn't let me get shit. We didn't <laughs> we didn't get treats at the fair. Uh, well, means. Yeah. So. Um you showed us something else that you saw that's coming down the pipeline, another type of meat product uh, that's going on, and that's by Johnsonville. The, the major company, Johnsonville. They were like, Hey, you know what? We can make bacon better. We can take sausage, press it into the shape of bacon because bacon's not fucking awesome. Um, I mean, like, what kind of bo- like? Boo. It actually makes my stomach churn to think about sausage bacon. It's not sausage bacon. It's just thin, crispy sausage. 
Yeah, uh, well, it, it's pressed in. Uh, so, so it's ground sausage pressed into the shape of like a strip of bacon, and then you fry it up like you would sausage or bacon and eat it. But it's sausage. like, w- w- it's sausage. why? Why would like the pig already has that on it? Why do you have to take another pig <laughs> part, process it heavily to create the same part. thing? Why do they have <laughs> like it? Doesn't make sense. Like, why, why do they have to have turkey bacon, bro? Do you know what I'm saying? That that's for the health weirdos out there. Like but it's not even know. it's not even as, as good for you. They process it too much. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, um, there's a big misconception that bacon is very very unhealthy for you. Like, if you eat an entire package of bacon, a pound of bacon, it's a massive amount of bacon. It's like a thousand calories. I would eat it all the time on the carnivore diet. That would be like a go to meal for me. Was an entire package of bacon. Um, and it's. Yeah. Like it's not that bad. Like um um the average slice of bacon is like thirty five calories. Like it's not like it's, and it's not bad at yeah, all. And it's good and fat protein. wise, it's it's good fat and you know, but but what I am concerned with is like with the animal, you know, fats is the cholesterol, the what it's doing to your I mean, obviously I'm not too worried about it because I slammed out hey, ribs. This is a this is a this is a shitting on food. But on a philosophical <laughs> Yeah, from a nurse standpoint, to me, that's the only thing that would concern me is like the cholesterol, your arteries, are they hardening, are they you know yeah, which yeah. like we're like we're only speculating if we get into that. I know the people who have done carnivore and ate nothing but super fatty foods like that. They had blood work before and after, yeah, and their yeah. after blood work is phenomenal. And so I, yeah, I think it's more like if you're eating nine pieces of bacon, like four eggs, three pieces of toast, and a couple of pastries, like yeah, you're gonna have horrible arteries. But it's yeah. not because of the bacon; it's because of like everything together. That's, you know? Yeah, exactly. And and most of the time when people are eating that those amounts, like they're pairing mm-hmm. it with some cardiovascular exercise and stuff like that, which is yeah. going to help that. But you're right; like I can eat uh, a pack I didn't of bacon. Do any cardio during carnivore. <laughs> <laughs> but I could eat a pack of bacon and the amount of cholesterol that's in that probably doesn't even hold a candle to the amount that we're eating just in our daily diets of, you know, if you're going to this place and getting oh, in that. Go, so go get some fries at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. you'll blow it out of the water. What it's, retrospect, it's like, yeah. It's the fried stuff like that, yeah. What is happening right now? I, my leg keeps this, getting tangled in the cord. No, this is like, this is, is it, we're veering away from our crapping on crappy foods. Well, you brought up turkey the, bacon. We're going into health and I want to, <laughs> we don't need to go there. Sausage bacon. Um, I think uh, I think the Johnsonville sausage bacon is so horrible that we were trying to block it out of our minds and talk about something else. I think you know that's what, what happened. Hey, Jeremy, thank you for that. Thank you, Stacey. Mm-hmm. Well, we have better things on the horizon. Yeah, we, we have to- a lot better things. We've got a guest that's waiting for us. We're gonna hop off. Uh, hop off here. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're coming back with him, CEO and president of a major company. Hey, stick around. What's up, y'all? When it comes to meat, the TRP Group chooses only the best. Haltman Family Meats. At HaltemanFamilyMeats.com, they bring you the true butcher shop experience. Fresh meat, never frozen, and shipped straight to your door. Your order comes to you neatly packaged in butcher paper, trimmed, and ready to cook, guys. You no longer have to worry about cleaning up your cuts for you and your guests. Simply unwrap, cook, and serve. They have the best prime Angus fillets, dry-aged ribeyes, hand-pressed burgers stuffed with cheddar cheese, and smoked bacon, y'all. But let's not forget, you gotta add a few packages of that skirt steak for the best steak tacos you'll ever sink your teeth into. So right now, go to HaltemanFamilyMeats.com and use code TRP21 and you'll save 15% off the butcher shop experience that will change your life. HaltemanFamilyMeats.com 
All right, guys, so we are back from the break, and we're going to jump straight into our second segment, which is talking about a lot of bourbon, but we got a special guest that's sitting in with us right now. We've got Nick, the CEO and president of Primo Ceramic Grills. What's going on, my man? Hey, how we doing? So I may have said that wrong. Primo is just one of your many companies, correct? Yeah, so we purchased Primo back in November of 2019 so pre-covid pre-crazy shelter in place pre-world supply chain breaking down but the heart of what we do is on the heating and hearth side so fireplaces gas logs like wood stoves um things like that it's about 95 percent of our sales is on the indoor heating side um borough master gas grills and primo are like our outdoor gas and charcoal products so um we're mostly it, inside the house but you know we've been expanding outside the house so basically um and shelter in place and COVID has has really helped with that all right well cool man well i want to save some of that for the end of this segment when we get into more about you but first dude uh since we started following you you are a fellow bourbon lover and uh you know jeremy when he uh told us about you and we started watching like dude this guy drinks some good (laughs) pours y'all so uh, talk to me a little bit about that. What you? What, what, what are you drinking right now? Uh, McKenna Ten. Oh. oh, that is one I enjoy. I have a few and, bottles and of that I one. Bought, I, you know, I don't know about you guys, but I'm terrible falling for all the ads on Facebook and Instagram. So I bought <laughs> these glasses that have a famous quote on them, and this one just happens happens to be from Abe Lincoln. Is tell me what brand of whiskey that Grant drinks. I would like to send a barrel of it to to all my other generals. So, you know, Grant, Grant, who actually is right, uh, Grant's farm is about 20 miles from me. So where Grant, you know, grew up. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of Grant. But, but if you know anything about him, he was, he, he was accused of liking his whiskey a little too much. But he also won the Civil War. So, you know. Yeah, you damn straight. <laughs> so I think he did okay for himself. But yeah, If you're so, winning wars, you can drink whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a late bloomer to bourbon hell i'm a late bloomer to wine so i only just got into styles always a beer guy um and then i had issues with my stomach with beer and i got into wine and just recently i i got into bourbon you know not traveling for work or or for pleasure so i saved a bunch of money and and now i've unfortunately well i did want to get into wine years ago or bourbon because i have an expensive taste so um and i like to collect things so <laughs> unfortunately all my disposable incomes going into bourbon these days. Hey, well, you're that doing, is you're, not unfortunate. No, that is not very unfortunate. unfortunate. You're doing a good thing, sir. So, so you have a whiskey room. I, I so my COVID gift to myself. So <laughs> I want I a COVID gift. <laughs> COVID gift to myself. There's in my defense, my so apparently my house was built on a mine that just has collapsed about a year ago. So oh, about a third of my basement was being ripped up anyway. So I'm like, well, if you're gonna pay for it to be ripped up i might as well put it back together that i want it to so yeah. i built a nice little cigar wine whiskey room all so right so I, it just got complete two weeks ago oh so it's complete now yeah so all right so what's your a- what's your address <laughs> yeah just shut that out and we'll yeah. be over in just a few hours <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll live record in there with some cigars <laughs> and uh, some good yeah, whiskey. It's, a, it's a nice cool about 60 degrees in there i got some cool. Re- recliners and even if you're not drinking or smoking it's nice i'll just take my ipad and do emails down there because it's go. just nice and cool and quiet well, that's what i'm talking about well dude here on the trp podcast whiskey and bourbons rise that's a big staple here and we always almost every single episode have a pour in the beginning we do blind tastings things like that so 
I wanted to kind of, you know, hit you up since you have an expensive taste on bourbon and whiskeys. I wanted to kind of ask you a few questions about it, you know, just some, some general things and, and you kind of give me your thoughts. I've okay? got a question too. Well, you go first. Ladies first. Well, I don't want to step on your toes if it would if it's like it. All well, right, I'm going. That's normal. Stacey, you always step on our toes. Go for it. Just off the top of your head, and and you don't have to like really get too much into it. Yeah, you but do. Go. Your top five. Oh man, that's a big on a whim. Man, she, look at she cutting your knees out of what you personally own. <laughs> well, we had about I had about forty people over Friday, so we did our own little tasting. Um, nice. McKenna is like my go-to because you can find it on the shelves here for, for 40 bucks. For some reason, it's one of the few bottles around here that's not marked up if you can find it. Um, did some Taylor Rye for the first time last Friday. Taylor so that, Taylor Rye? Yeah. East Taylor? East Taylor Rye. Was, oh, okay. Was, was yeah. absolutely delicious. Um, I'm actually looking at my I just, open bottle. I just, you just got one, that Stacey. about yeah. three weeks ago and I've not cracked it yet. It Eagle Rare would probably be five there. Um, probably my number one is Elmer T. Lee. It's just oh, so yeah. smooth. Um, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's hard to find and expensive. But um, if price doesn't matter, uh, me and my buddies, when we get a bottle of the, um, the Weller, create your own bourbon, TYPB. Oh, That's yeah. Just the, it, we have some restaurants around here. They'll sell it for like 15 bucks a drink. So we we have some not really bad at all. steakhouses where you can get the antiques, you can get pappy, you can get the hard to find stuff for max 20, 25 bucks a drink. So we and my buddies, if we want to go have a steak and do three or four tastings, it's not too bad. That's not bad, bro. Well, good deal. Yeah. So I heard, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I got Eagle, the McKenna 10, is that, where's that uh, between one and five? Where's that ranking in your top five? Probably three. All right, so that's three. Well, one. Um, that Taylor, the E.H. Taylor rye was really good. I'm I'm a fan of rye. Uh, you know, I, I'm still getting into the bourbon, so I don't like the gas up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like like a Stag Junior, like it's just it's like the like high proof stuff is. You know, I'm still I'm still developing that taste for it. Okay. Um, uh, what else is good? I mean, if we're going to get, like, fancy, really fancy, like the Pappy 20 is my favorite of, of the Pappies. All right, so you've answered a All lot right, of yep. the questions that I had for you in this little out-of-her question. I'm guessing you're hit, the hit McKenna 10 is kind of your everyday sipper? Yeah, that, yeah. All right, so on, all, on you know, the, the TRP crew, we, we talk about Old Granddad 114 as, as a very inexpensive bottle that's a great everyday sipper. That's mine. Jeremy, what, what's your everyday sipper? Um, right here, uh, Wild Turkey 101. Uh, this is an empty bottle, just sitting down here. Um, but I mean, on every shelf of every liquor store across the country, uh, super easy to find. And I mean, for 1995, like it is just, it's a solid hitter. Um, you know, that's that's it right there. What about you, Stace? Oh, um, gosh, I have I have a few. <laughs> oh, I mean, oh, you're gonna ask him the question, uh, but you're not ready. No, recent, yeah. recently it's that new Westward whiskey that Cheeky brought down from Portland. Um, no, no, every everyday sipper, okay. not a rare Portland whiskey. You see that how you she get checked out? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, uh, Nick Stacy has very expensive taste. She puts together our tasting sometimes, and it's it, it blows the bank out. I do. Uh, I do. Yeah, she and has the ones very that I always love. Taste. No, but for like an everyday um, yeah. sipper, I would say two two different two different ways, like just something light that I want it. Like I'm, you know, traveling and I'm going to relax in the hotel and like a Buffalo trace. Um, 
But okay. I really love OGD 114. You know, that's our go-to. That's what Joel and I, we yeah. get it by the case. It's delicious for the price. It's really Your decanter good. bourbon, yeah. Yep. So, that's I was, what we fill I, the decanter with. I have a I have a rule, especially when I had as many people as I had over last weekend. I can't get into the bourbon until about ten o'clock, ten thirty. So don't have <laughs> you know, I, I I haven't mastered the the sipping bourbon for multiple hours thing. Just like <laughs> just like just like I haven't mastered like 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 day drinking wine starting at one. So well, <laughs> you know? it it just takes practice, Nick. Just yeah, keep doing I, it until you get it right. I, you know. I've trust me. I've 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 practiced a lot. I I still haven't mastered it. So you'll get there, I, I, buddy. I, I, I have to drink something to before I get into that stuff because else <laughs> I just I enjoy the taste too much now and I forget how potent they are. Yep. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll it just catches like up that. to me. Are you drinking this neat, or do you like a splash of water or a cube, or is it does it depend on the the spirit you're drinking? Yeah, it kind of depends, but you know I'm a big fan of just a, a, a big cube. I got I got a bunch of just cubes in my fridge and. I, you know, like I said, I buy stupid things on social media. So I ran across like a a Death Star ice cube thing, and of course I bought like twelve of them. So my yeah. buddies come over. They, I gave them a cube that's like this big, and it's a freaking Death Star. On it. That's good. Awesome. So it's just fun stuff like that. That is so freaking cool. Yeah, to me, like we like to drink it neat. But for instance, like Jack Daniel uh, single barrel. Barrel, barrel proof, proof. Mm-hmm. phenomenal. But it's a high proof. It's it's really up there. So just a dropper a few drops of water and it really opens it up. So yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. So that, I like to think the ice cube slows me down a little bit, but it may be the opposite. It's the opposite <laughs> for me. The yeah. ice, the ice cube makes it where it's like, this is so cool and refreshing. I'll yeah. Have another. Thank you. It's like a fritzer, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. It's uh, I drink them faster when they're on the rocks for sure. I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna ask you, bro, you know what you preferred, but you said you're, you like uh bourbons the best. Um, I've kind of transferred into rise. No, he he said he liked rise. Yeah, he's getting into rise. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's what he was saying. What a transition! Okay, I I probably I I actually started on Scotch because I went to Scotland four years ago or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just every time we drive by, just would stop. It's like, oh, oh, Bond was one of the coolest little stops to go into because I had drank some before I went over there. That's a good Scotch tour, and it's like a tiny little hole in the wall. Like I drove by the parking lot twice because it's like a six-car parking lot for the visitor center it's like right in the downtown because the town was formed around it so and i was really biased to a bond for about two years um but then that is transferred to bourbons and rice and that's how i got started that was my gateway drug into bourbon was scotch and we were just talking last week um jeremy and uh our uh, our old producer matt he, um, they both took a trip up to Bardstown and got a, a VIP tour behind the scenes of the Bardstown distillery. And it's funny cause they went to some other distilleries. It's funny how something that's so good and so well re- renowned can be such a small operation. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get in and you think it's going to be this, this huge, massive thing. And like the Oban you're talking about, just a little hole in the wall place, but made great stuff. And it, it's funny how some of that turns out. And um, it takes so long. Yeah. Oh yeah. Start to finish. That that and that's I think that's the allure to a lot of people too. It was for this chick right here. That's what you know, actually going on a tour and seeing those things. Oh yeah. You know, getting the history behind it. It makes you love it anymore. Like we went to the we did a tour about the Jack Daniels distillery, um, not nah, probably two years ago. And I wanted to love and I wanted to drink Jack Daniels. But I you know we didn't like any of them. Because the, the tour was just like it made you want to drink it, but I just don't I can't 
can't lock it until the single barrel barrel proof. <laughs> yeah, single. Primo actually sponsors a Jack Daniels cookout. I don't know if that's. The I right love word. Jack Daniels. It's um, so good. The, uh, the the big one they do every year. <laughs> yeah, they have a so Jack Daniels national. It's like the first or really? second weekend of October. So they yeah. canceled it last year. So I'll be going mm-hmm. there. I think it's second week of October. I don't know if it's open to the public this year. So I'm sure I'll be getting a cool tool tour. Yeah, that, that that is one of the big barbecue events of the year. Yeah, yeah that's one of like the big five. That's that's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. guys um, even have the uh, the Jack Daniels Primo Ceramic Grill. We do. So we have a yeah. Jack Daniels version of the XL, and I think a lot of your customers have come from that that cook off because you know traveling teams that came to mm-hmm. that came to the u.s to cook and then saw the primo and took it back to europe and this and that so um we just we just had a call this morning with 15 different wholesalers from australia to new zealand to sweden to russia so it was interesting trying to find the right time for us all to talk but we got it figured out (laughs) that's awesome dude uh now like getting more into that and stuff like um how did you come into Empire Comfort Group? Like, like, w- what is your origins there? I know it's a family-owned company, but um, g- yes. give us a little behind-the-scenes on that. So Empire was founded by my great-grandfather in 1932. So nice. August 25th, so what, we five, six weeks away, will be our 89th anniversary. Oh, wow. Typical German immigrant story. He came over to the U.S. in 1906 with the $20 in his pocket and worked for his cousins who had a who, they did like a sheet metal and then construction and this and that. And then he founded this business around gas heating back in the 1930s, right, right after the Great Depression, when most of the heating sources were coal. You know, you're, 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 in, it, you're in it, downtown, inner city. Everyone's living in the city smoking coal, heating coal. It was very dirty. That's why there's so much pollution. So this was when natural gas and bottle gas was just starting to come about. So we've been around that kind of gas heating um, since 1932. Um, Purchased Barrel Master Gas Grills in 2000 or something. I figured I was in high school. And then George, the owner of Primo, him and I have been friends because a lot of his customers were my customers. They bought my fireplaces. They bought Barrel Master. They bought my wood stove. So yeah. we would see each other at trade shows, and there's always a, a happy hour trade show. And a customer like, hey, you you and George would would, would, would probably be friends. So we go have drinks. And then um, he, he lives down in Georgia, and my family's in the – Florida Keys and Florida. So I once or twice a year, I, I would drive down to Florida and Georgia, uh, Atlanta just happens to be a natural stop when you're driving from 20 hours from my house to the Keys. So I would just stop there and, you know, have dinner at his house and he would be cooking on the Primo. And like, so we just over six, seven, eight years, we just became friends. And I think I offered him to first buy his company four or five years prior to when I actually did. Um, and the timing was just right. There you go. That's man. so cool. That's what that was another question we wanted to ask you was, you know, you guys have acquired different companies over the years and but why Primo? And that was one of the reasons, you know, I know you'd stopped in and, and, and ate with him and there's sort of there was that connection, but of all the ceramic cookers out there, you know, why why was Primo the one you were most interested in? Yeah, so the number one thing that make deals happen is just timing the timing has to be right you have to have a willing seller and a willing buyer and willing seller means someone um that is willing to sell at at a fair price not you know there's a lot of willing Mm -hmm. sellers out there just can't meet the price but kind of the core of so what we do from empire standpoint is we believe in two things it's family businesses selling to family businesses so 99 percent of our sales are to other family businesses we don't go to retail we don't go to big boxes we don't sell we don't sell lowe's or amazon 
Um, it's other family businesses. And it's, I used to say U.S.-based manufacturing because we were U.S. only, but now we have a couple of factories up in Quebec City. So about 40% of our heating business is, is French-Canadian, but they're making wood stoves. So, but their wood stoves are being sold to the same um, wholesalers as our gas logs or our fireplaces of Rural Master. Well, George and Primo were selling to the same people. So like of his like top 12 customers, U.S., you know, North American customers, 10 of them I was currently doing business with. So they're my friends. They've been customers for many years. So they're a natural fit just from that standpoint. So now the wholesaler has one sales rep. They have one customer service rep. They have one tech service. They can add their grills. His grill, Primo's in our warehouse now. So if you need 20 fireplaces and five grills or 20 grills and five fireplaces, it's easier for a customer to do business with us. So we're trying to do more business with the same people in our same channels and make it so now instead of our customer having to have two different, you know, have to pay two different vendors and have two different customer service and this and that. Um, so more of just the ease of doing business for our customers. And it's just a natural fit. Right on, man. Now, now part of that whole thing, because I remember watching this on like the Primo stories and stuff was you guys went to Georgia, picked up the entire Primo facility, and moved it up to Missouri. Is that correct? Yeah, we moved to Pablo, Missouri. It was like 75 truckloads full of stuff in the middle of COVID. <laughs> Whoa. So, yeah. the robotics en- so the robotic engineer, the robotics came from the UK, and he was supposed to be there, but the borders were closed. So we're, oh, no. we had the robotics engineer in the UK on FaceTime as we're setting up this multi-million dollar robot that we just moved <laughs> in the middle of COVID. Um, wow. Yeah, it was... Like I said, we bought it November 1st and then COVID hit. The plan was to move it in April of 2020, but shelter in place, borders are closed. <laughs> like, what do you the do? worst like, month ever. <laughs> like some weeks we're allowed to be in the factory. Some weeks we're technically not allowed to be in the factory, but we have to move it. So we're not really listening to the Atlanta shelter in place stuff. Um, so we, and you know, the robotics engineer is, is in the UK. He was going to fly in for it, but the borders are closed. So we had an iPad and we set it up in Missouri. Like this is what we're supposed to do. So yeah. And at the same time, what we thought was our demand when we moved it and we pre-built stuff. So it takes six months to move something. So we built demand before that for yeah. six months. Yeah. Well, that went three X, five X, 10 X. So we basically ran out of product and it's not like you can just start building it because it's ceramics and it's, and there's a learning curve because what we do is we buy coils of steel and we cut them, farm them, bend them. We make fireplaces and we make gas logs and wood stoves. Ceramics is totally different. Um, you know, it can take it takes five days in a dryer. The kiln is 22 hours, and you know we can do a fireplace in an hour and 45 minutes. Gas log in an hour. You know, Primo takes about a week to two weeks from start to finish. So it's. It was uh, it was interesting last year, to say the least. <laughs> well, I want to save some the rest of this, Nick, for when we come back from the break, because I do want to ask you more about the process of making the ceramic cooker, and then we're going to go on from there. So, uh, guys, stick with us. When we come back on the other side, we're going to dive neck deep into ceramic cookers, so stick around. I don't know about you, but as a bourbon lover, I get sick and tired of my high-quality spirits being tainted by plastic or metal flasks when I'm on the go or in the outdoors. Not to mention having them spring a leak in my pack or back pocket. Well, guys, I had enough, and it's time you do the same by jumping on board with the TRP crew and get proper. Rag proper. These modern flasks are a perfect vessel for all your favorite spirits. Each flask is built of thick, break-resistant glass, then wrapped in a high-end silicone or dark brown leather for that perfect high-end feel and look that a proper person such as yourself deserves. 
Your spirits deserve more, and so do you. So do the right thing and head to ragproper.com so you can get your hands on the highest quality, best looking, best feeling, best pouring, best look how proper I am flask on the market. Use code TRP21 and save to get you and your spirits what they deserve. Rag proper. All right, everybody, welcome back from the break. We're going to jump right into a, uh, a little story Nick was telling us during the break. Uh, you, you were telling us about the uh, the founding of Primo, uh, George, the original founder, um, his inspiration uh, you were telling us about. Yeah, so so George, for those of you who, who have met George, and if, if you lived in the George area and went by the factory, you would have met him. Uh, he's, he's a good friend of mine. He's, he's a very interesting character. He's from Greece. Um, he's a pharmacist by trade and he was a a charter boat captain in greece a one of his clients um family came over for a trip in greece he ended up dating the daughter of the person of the family who who chartered the boat so here so he moved to um georgia with his i don't know if they're married at the time or fiance but he was his his her family lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and her father had, I don't know if we need to use the brand, but we'll just say the, the, the green one at the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, and he loved the way the food tasted. So he bought one or two, took, took them back to Greece for his house in Greece and his friends loved it. So he bought three or four of them, five of them, I forget how many. And he took them back and sold them to his friends in Greece. And then he reached out to corporate to see if he could be the seller for them in Greece at the time. And this was in the early nineties. So this was before they were worldwide or that big because the Kamado market just was nothing in the early 90s, late mm-hmm. 80s, early 90s. <laughs> and they told him no. And he was so mad that they wouldn't work with him that here's a pharmacist by trade, knows nothing about ceramics. He basically says, screw you, I'm going to create my own business. So in 1996, he formed Primo um, purely because the, the market leader at the time wouldn't let him sell their products in Greece. I love how I was reading the I was reading the story on the Primo page, and I like how it says the the ceramic engineers told him no. <laughs> but, yeah, but we all know who it was, and he said, "Up yours, I'm starting my own." <laughs> yeah, and 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 he he'd around one to start because the big thing about Primo's oval, and mm-hmm. I always ask him, "How'd you come up with oval?" And, and every time I get a different answer. So uh, I, I don't know. He goes, well, like the Oval Office and the Pentagon's Oval. I'm like, George, the Pentagon's not Oval. So maybe one time I'll, I'll get George on tape, like really explaining the story where the Oval come from, because I, I haven't I haven't got it from him yet. And like on that note, I wanted to roll it back a little bit before we dive too deep into Kamados to kind of uh, kind of explain a little bit more what we're talking to. Uh, of what we're talking about to our audience at home and stuff. If you don't have a Kamado style grill or a ceramic style grill, um, you know, kind of jump into uh, the basics and the mechanics of what those are. So, I, yeah. And, and, and sorry, off topic. Nick, you were talking about the oval shape, right? I noticed today and just, it was like, aha moment. Have you know, have you guys noticed that most slow cookers are oval shape? Barrel. Yeah. Because you can fit more jazz on the on in there, brah. You know what I'm saying? There's something to that. Maybe maybe, maybe maybe that's where he got the oval design from. From a crockpot? Yeah, but I mean, if you, <laughs> it, yeah, from a crockpot. So, but if you think about the design of the oval shape, and I, this is the last time we'll talk about the oval shape, is if I want to do a full rack of ribs, 
boom, I can do it. I don't have to cut that rack in half in order to fit it inside the cooker. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or a pig. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, pig. it's just cooler. I mean, oh. they're just cool in my opinion. So, so anyways. Well, we, we, we kind of jumped into like a bunch of mechanics of a Kamado style grill without actually rain, explaining rain, what they rain, are. Rain us in, Jeremy. Um, yeah. Anyway, so there's a lot to that oval shape, which we'll jump into. But uh, basically, for those folks at home who don't know what a Kamado or a ceramic style grill is, um, it's a really old style of grill that actually originated in Japan. Uh, supposedly, the founder of that other other uh, other color company um, got inspired when he was over traveling overseas and then brought that back to the U.S. Uh, to create it. And what it is, is it's an extremely thick walled grill. These grills are very heavy um, and they're very, very thick ceramics. And so what they do is they hold their temperature extremely well. They go very, very low. They go very, very high. You can get them up to seven, 800 degrees. You can get them all the way down to 200, a little under 200 if you want to. Um, and that allows you to do just a plethora of type of, types of cooks. Um, you can smoke low and slow. You can do a pizza at super high heat um so they're extremely versatile um and they're extremely fuel efficient when you're done you close down the vents and your charcoal gets saved for the next cook uh you just kind of vacuum out the ash out of the bottom um so it allows you to do a lot of things that you wouldn't normally you would need multiple smokers to do um we're a big fan of pellet grills on here but you know um a ceramic grill can do a few things the pellet grill can't do um and it just takes a little bit more know-how to use one of these uh they're controlled by their vents on bottom and top uh, which controls the airflow and that's how the whole smoker runs uh it's a very very simple design and once you've like you know nick, nick you, i see you you using yours all the time uh once you do it a few times i mean you kind of get a get an idea in your head how to get these uh all, these vents dialed in to get the exact temperature and stuff and they're, they're they're very intuitive to use once you get to that point i actually have a pretty funny story about people who if you want if i want to get into like my personal experience with grilling because the family bought brawl master back i think i was in high school at grades um mm-hmm. so when i went to college of course i got a brawl master and all my friends always cooked on gas so when i started talking to george in 2014 2015 i, I got a primo and i didn't cook on it because <laughs> I, I didn't know how to start it it was i was intimidated how do you control it so i had it out of my I, I had it sitting outside my house and, you know, people cooked on it. Like my sales reps would come over who wanted me to buy Primo. So they, hey, cook on it. They show me I wouldn't pay attention. I had parties, <laughs> they cook on it. Um, but I personally never cooked on COVID until the week. Sorry, I personally never cooked on Primo until COVID hit. The week in that whatever week in March, we're at our national trade show down in uh, New Orleans. And when the world stopped, it was like that Thursday. We're, we're working a trade show. We still worked it all weekend. Yeah. And since we're in New Orleans, we had to, you know, we couldn't go in the office for two weeks. We had a quarantine. So I'm like, well, I might as well learn how to cook on a Primo. The first time I personally cooked on it was March of 2020. And I had the grill since 2014. Wow. But I, <laughs> but I was stuck at home. So I'm like, well, I got to learn how to cook on it now. So, I mean, I'm, for all the people that are out there, don't know how to do it, intimidated by it. I mean, so was I. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it takes about two or three cooks and get a, get, get a starter, whether it be a cube or, or a lighter, electric lighter or something, or a gas lighter, get something to get it going. Um, and once you kind of figure out that it's, that is just fun to experiment and, and to try things. So, I, um, that was one thing I wanted to throw out, you know, is why someone should buy a ceramic cooker. And I think you guys have kind of answered that question roundabout right there, you know, me and Stacy, we don't own a ceramic grill, but we've cooked on them before. 
And me and Jeremy and Stacy and our buddy Matt, we've we've won a couple of competitions cooking on ceramic grills. Heck, the first time any of us ever cooked on a ceramic grill, we got first we place the in, the, in the competition. Um, so, I mean, the thing is what, what I find different about these ceramic grills is Jeremy, you were talking about it, saving the charcoal. So I've got a couple, mm-hmm. I've got a couple of charcoal cookers here. I've got a, a pit barrel and a Weber kettle. They're great. They do their job. I love them, but never have I been able to save charcoal. No matter how much I shut it down, it always comes up being a pile of ash the next day. Um, yeah. so I think that's a giant perk. You know, when I want to go out and grill some burgers, but I don't want to, you know, cook a whole basket of charcoal, that's a good perk for someone wanting to get a Komodo-style ceramic cooker. So how are you doing that? Just closing the vents and kind of snuffing the, yep. the heat? Exactly. Yeah, close it off. So, for instance, we we started cooking Friday at 2.30, probably stopped at about 1 a.m., started again at 12 and when we turned it on at 12 it was still like 152 degrees so it took us like three minutes to get going again on saturday and mm-hmm. like a lot of times we'll have people over well especially during covid and you couldn't really do much so people just come to the house and if we didn't feel like cooking on it for three or four hours you shut it off it takes another four or five minutes to get going four hours later so you just have that same bed going and, and it doesn't take much so you can really just just keep it going yeah i think to to the extreme amount of like how efficient they are uh the longest continuous cook i've ever done on one of my primos was on the primo xl i did about a 22 hour cook of a whole beef shoulder it was like 25 pounds um the whole shoulder just on the uh on the smoker for like pulled beef and um i put like 20 pounds of charcoal in there just so i would have enough for the cook and i maybe used half of it i shut it down and then checked it the next day after i was done and it maybe used 10 pounds of charcoal, uh, incredibly efficient for what they're doing. Now for me, like I am totally green on, on cooking with one of these, um, you know, it's, it's so intriguing to me, but like when you're relighting the charcoal, are you doing that via a chimney or are you putting However a cube you it. into the pile and then like lighting she, it? She's talking about, I've got leftover charcoal and I want to light that jazz Sitting back the, up. Yeah. What's the proper it's, way? Uh, uh, electric starter. I forget the little primo balls that we have that come out of Eastern mm-hmm. Europe, but you just lie. A lot of times, so I'll, I'll put two or the, three of those just quick starts on them. Yeah, we call them quick starts, and and I'll take a dog. I'll take the dog for our normal thirty minute walk. I'll come back and and, and the girls attempt. Um, I gotcha. So they'll, they'll you kind of so, bury them into the charcoal bed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and that'll take twenty minutes if if. But a lot of the times, that's when I know I have 20, 30 minutes. But uh, like a loof lighter, we have, a, we have a Primo electric lighter we just brought in. I mean, it's it's almost kind of fun to do a massive hair dryer and start the flame and have the sparks <laughs> going everywhere. I I bring my safety glasses in from the factory because you can, you can get hit by some sparks. And I, I probably do that for too long because it's kind of fun to see the flame just go. It's like- you can get that thing ripping. In well, a couple minutes. It's like a Tom yeah. Hanks castaway scene right there. Now I want to hear. That's like, probably not good. To, that's probably not good to save charcoal, but you know, it is. <laughs> it's what it is. It's it's fun. It's about the experience. Yeah, I want to hear like from your standpoint, like you know, someone like like myself. Um, why do you think someone that's you know intermediate or whatever in the barbecue world or grilling, um, why should we choose a ceramic grill over something something else? Like, why would you say this is what you need to get? Yeah. So. 
I'm a big fan of uh, of not necessarily picking one over the other. It, it's you know I have my gas grill that I cooked on steaks 45 minutes ago on the gas grill. Um, you know I'm not going to knock pellet grills out there. They have their place. Kamados, you, you know Kamados I've seen. I, I've never done a 22 hour brisket. I don't know if I have the patience for that. Um, but you see a lot of like the whole hogs and the oval and and ribs and and this and that and um, you know I, I'm a big fan of. You know, normally a Primo is not going to be the first grill you get, but you've had something else. You started with a kettle or you had a Smoky Mountain or a pellet grill. And it's just it's for people who really enjoy it and they just want to do something different. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. I think everything has its place. So if you're somebody listening to this and you're back and forth on what cooker should I get? You know, let's take a, a pellet grill, for instance. It's going to give you smoke. It's going to bring things up to temp, and you're going to get a good cook off of it. But there's something to be said about the texture that charcoal gives to your proteins. Um, I only like to cook wings over charcoal because of, one, the flavor that the smoke gives, and two, the char bits that you get on the outside, the dry heat that you get from charcoal. Um, you know, you can get that char from a gas grill but you're not going to get the flavor that you get from the smoke of charcoal so there's give and takes ebb and flows with any kind of cooker that you get you just have to decide for yourself what kind of flavor profiles do i like and what kind of challenges i want to give myself because obviously if you're going to pick any of the two outside of a stick burner smoker charcoal is going to be the more evasive version of cooking versus the other two yeah, and, and just, I don't know what it is about chicken and chicken wings on, on Primo on a ceramic grill, but we just introduced a, a rotisserie that I've been sampling since last summer. And it's just, it's incredible because it's 25, 30 minutes. It, it's right at 400, 425. The moisture is just fantastic. I, I, my friends come over and we spun some extra. We could barely find wings last week and Sam's was out of wings. There's a shortage, bro. <laughs> yeah. It was like. Like, how Sam's out of wings? They, they got to be, like, the number one buyer in America, <laughs> Walmart and Sam's. But I just I just don't understand. I, I'm i sure the physics of the ceramics retain the moisture of the chicken. But, I mean, comparing chicken wings on a gas grill or chicken wings on a ceramic is just, I mean, two totally different ballgames. Yeah, it's night and day. And that's what I love about charcoal cooking in general, whether it's over – any 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 type of bed of charcoal, like you have that rotisserie, those drippings are they're hitting those coals and they're sending that flavor smoke right back into that meat itself. So, I mean, we did we did uh, I love a salt block, so we did like scallops over the primo on a salt block or fish for for Lent for Fridays. We do fish on a salt block on the primo. It's it's just I don't know if it's a higher temp or it's close to the flames or the smoke a little bit or all of the above, but it's just like the scallops are like candy. Um, fish yeah. are just, it's just beautiful on, 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 a salt block. I'm sure you can do it on a cast iron. I don't have a cast iron. I just really like the salt blocks. Um, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just fun to try different things like that. Tell me more about the salt block. I don't know. It's Amazon 20, 30 bucks. We'll probably <laughs> <get that. laughs> I like this. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't have one in, in the line because everything's a pain in the ass to buy right now, but they're Himalayan salt blocks. Pink salt probably, blocks. Yeah. You put yeah, those on the grill. just. Yeah, you, so you put it on the grill, you get up to at least 500, make sure it's hot, and do fish and scallops in a matter of minutes. It's, and is it's the incredible. salt block reused in between other fish and stuff? Yeah, you wash, yeah. you clean it and reuse it and stuff, yeah. 
It doesn't like absorb the fishy. All right. We're getting <laughs> just, us all just be careful now. putting olive oil on it because it's going to roll off and go right into the flame. Same with like duck fat. So I'll always spray my wings with duck fat. And if you need some more flame, just, you know, spray, yeah. the, <laughs> spray the flame. It, it sounds to me like you're a little bit of a pyro, brother. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I I come, I'm come from the fire side, so I've been making fireplaces and gas logs with stoves for my entire career. So, um, yeah, so I'm definitely, you know, I, I get to play with flame for a living, whether it be heating or, or cooking. So I have the, I consider like one of the greatest jobs in the world. <laughs> That's great. Right on. Dude. That's great. So, you know, I, and one, one more point back to the charcoal thing. And I think this is a cooking full circle kind of a deal because i mean if you go back to you know the first forms of cooking it was done over fire over coals that's how the jabs was done man and we've tried to re- reinvent the wheel as we've gone on through life but it, at the end of the day some of the best cooks you're going to get are over wood fire and coals absolutely so well cool man brother i um i want to thank you for coming on here dude this has been enlightening it's been a lot of fun uh, we got to get you back on. You need to get, we, we need to talk some more bourbons. I need to send some bottle picks your way. And, Please uh, do. Yeah. And then we can, we can get you back on and talk some more of this jazz, but more cooking on the primo. Yeah. So tell Yeah. yeah. I, we barely got into that. Yeah. Yeah. We so, need, we definitely need to talk cooking on the primo. So we do. We need to have a primo 102. But, um, well, you guys, I mean, I, I have a ton of my photos and I always, when I'm cooking, uh, especially with two big parties. Empire Group Nick is my Instagram, and I always show the new products and new things we're sampling and things like that. I was going to say, if the people want to see like a behind the scenes, like what's coming next for Primo to follow your personal account, because you're always testing everything and stuff like it, it's really. Fun yeah, to the see. new rotisserie, the um, the electric flame, you know, I saw that all on your page. Mm-hmm. Or I was I was at the factory last week down in Missouri. So I always just kind of show behind the scenes and and we'll be doing a lot more promotion next spring summer because we've basically been sold out since about the day we bought it so it doesn't mm-hmm. make a lot of sense to promote it when we're so far behind on delivery <laughs> so we're looking forward to getting caught up and increasing production over the next six months so you'll see it you'll see a lot more promotion of us coming kind of um we're actually going to be going to barbecue event the the barbecue queue in september in denver october first weekend in st louis and then jacksonville the second weekend of december so we're going to partner with kind of a, a national barbecue fest um moving forward so excited for that too i love that man you got a lot of awesome things down the pipeline i know and like learning the back end of things and like the family business and the story behind the product just makes you even more giddy about about primo and and that product that's yeah i mean we love our story we love telling it and thank you so much for giving us a chance to tell it we really appreciate it well absolutely my friend we'll have you back on and for all of our listeners if you are interested in a ceramic grill and you want to buy american Primo is the one that you want to get. It's the only ceramic grill that is built here in the United States of America. So, Nick, buddy, thank you so much, my friend. We'll holler at you soon. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. All right, guys. So, let's go to a break. And when we get back on the other side, we're going to be jumping into a micro porn by Stacy. And then, of course, Reload Recommend. So, stick around. We'll see you on the other side. Do you like to cook? Of course you do. And we all know that quality knives and tools are a cook's best friend. That's why we only use the best, Dowstrong. Dowstrong has the highest quality, sexiest knives I've ever laid my hands on. Any knife that you would ever need, they have it. But they don't stop there, guys. 
At DowStrong.com, they also carry block sets, aprons, cookware, culinary tools, and even everything you need to maintain a kitchen's best friend. So guys, run. I said run to DowStrong.com and use code THATRELOADPODCAST. I said THATRELOADPODCAST to save on the finest brand in the game, DowStrong. Right, we're back, and the guys have stepped out, so I am going to go over today what we are drinking on our microporn. The theme is Bottled and Bond, Little Fish versus Big Fish. So, number A, these guys have no idea what they're drinking. This is blind pours for them. So, number A is Chattanooga Whiskey Bottled and Bond. Uh, so, their Bottled and Bond is a single-season, vintage-dated expression of their Tennessee high malt style, it's crafted from a wide selection of unique high malt bourbon mash bills, all made in the same distilling season. Each is comprised of at least 25% specialty malted grains. Now, um, of course, bottled and bond, it is 100 proof. Um, it's toasted in charred oak, and the age is, uh, all it says is it's greater than four years. Uh, this is a bottled and bond from their spring 2017 vintage. None of us have had this before, so I was really excited to snag it. And then number B for our big fish is Colonel E.H. Taylor, small batch bottled and bond. Uh, It's made by hand, small batch bourbon whiskey. It's been aged inside um, century-old warehouses constructed by E.H. Taylor Jr. Uh, Perfect blend of distinctive character that is like no other. That is their claims. So we've got a little fish, and then we've got a big fish. I am very, very curious as to how these pan up against each other and which one is their favorites. So let's go. It's smaller than usual, but still satisfying. All right, I've brought them back in. I have for you today. Two pours sitting in front of you. We've got A, we've got B. So let's start with number A. Hey, whoa, whoa. We're not going to go. Whoa, 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 We're not going to introduce the segment of Macro Pond. I, I already like told them what we were drinking. They know we're in my Sure, he did it. Is this your first time doing a porn? Okay. Is this your, your, your first oh, porn shoot? Porn. Dun, dun, Good dun. grief. <laughs> B, I'm tasting micro porns. Which one, mm-hmm. A, which one of mine is A? Well, don't grab them. Well, they were right next to each other. <laughs> Just like that. Them around a, B? Yes. Number A. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting assaulted over here. Okay. You guys you did this to me last you huh? guys did this to me on the last micro porn. You're like, oh, is the first one on the left? I'm like, yes, we, we read left to right. Like, why would it not be on the left? You didn't move like, him, did you? Because, no. Okay. I did not move them. Because, because I don't have my tasting boards here with the the letters in front of me. All right, guys, number A. Okay, now number A. Number A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Light, and, nice. light in color. Mm, yes. Okay. It doesn't smell too. Uh, too powerful on the nose. It smells a little blantony. Mmm. Yum! Where is that cinnamon coming from? Oh, 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 on the back. Whoa! That is, That's a cinnamon bomb. Wow. That's wild. Is this I a- was enjoying the front of that pour because it doesn't it doesn't come off as super watery like your lower proofs will. Um <laughs> But at the back, there is like it, it, you took a spoonful of cinnamon to your mouth to the spit cinnamon challenge. In a good uh, way or a bad way? No, in a good way. In a, Very good. In uh, a, like in a, a satisfying way, yeah. Like like uh, chewing a piece of big red or something. Like yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's it's dry, a little dry too. All right. Remember, we are going to be uh, discussing price proof mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. two. So get your final is, tastings of A. That is lovely. Yeah. 
I like that. That's lovely. Alright, move on to B. Yep. Clench your palate, sir. Alright, what I have for you here today is number B. The right. one, the glass on the right. <laughs> I thought you were going to tell us what it was. I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait <laughs> it's hard for me not to talk about it. This one smells more natural. Yeah, a little lighter on the smell. What in the, what is that? What have you done today, Stace? I'm really excited about this one. What is that? That back end is not, um, it's, it's very dry. Yeah, but there's a, it's a, there's an odd, it's like a woody taste on the back end. Like there's something else on something sweet. Mm. Uh, uh, Go back and try a again and then B again before you make your final decisions. I smell the cinnamon in a now. Yes. Yeah. N- now, now that you know to look for that. Yeah. Peppery. Very peppery. It's wild. That's wild. Okay. Um. All right. I'm ready to go in your. Wow. That's weird. All right. All right. Joel, we're going to start with you. Number A, price and proof, and then uh, your preference. Price, because I, I, I can't do price. I'm going to say, I don't know, $30 on the price. Proof, 93 bucks. Or 93 proof. Sorry. <laughs> 93 bucks hey, how many price. bucks did you say? Honestly, I didn't even 30, look them up. Uh, $30 on the price, and I'm going to go 93 proof on the spirit. Okay. Darren, what you got? I will say um, $50 bottle, 96 proof. Oh, okay. Stacy, you want to give us the deets on it? Uh, well, which one is your preference, first of all? Number A is my preference by far. Yeah, I'm gonna say number A is my preference as well. Just just because there's something about number B, it gives me like the popsicle stick vibe is what B gives me. A little bit, but there's something in it I can't put my finger on, and for that reason, <clears throat> I like it. it. Smells good. Tastes um, good. Number A is so my theme today. Before I even tell you what B is, my yeah, theme for we today get, we want to get the B too. Is little fish versus big fish bottled in bonds? What the hell is that? So you just drank the little fish. Chattanooga whiskey, bottled in bond. What? What on on a? Yep. No. Wait. How were you able to get a bottle of this? I've been looking for it. I found it. At a, you found I it. I found it at a store and I purchased it. It is about fifty dollars. It is from their spring 2017 vintage collection. Can you believe this? It is bottled it is, in bond. Little this, fish. This is brand new. This is new. Very. This is new. Very to the new market. release. Yeah. Yes. This just happened. No wonder we love it. It's everything they do we love. So they're the little fish. So B is uh, going to be the big fish. fish. All right. So B is the big fish. Now, I, I want to take one more sip before we get into this. I wanted to see which one panned out. Well, you told us the deets on this before we uh, gave you our deets. All right. So on on B, B smells great up front. Has a nice burn. I'm going to give it a, a solid. Uh, I'm going to get a solid 100 proof on this one. Um, it but it falls short on the back end. It's dry, popsicle sticky, but it does have a little bit of a pickle flavor um, on the front end of it, kind of sweet. But it just doesn't have the body, the body that the uh, the Chattanooga does. Yeah, I'm exactly in the same spot with you. Um, yeah, high ninety, high nineties is what I would have guessed. Um, yeah. You know, you you told us it was bottled Sorry. bond, but well, like, yeah. uh, like 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 I would have guessed high nineties. And then I would have called it a $30 bottle um, if I had not known this was the high one. <laughs> so the high one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess uh, 60 bucks then. 
So, uh, number B was Colonel E.H. Taylor Small Batch Bottled in Bond, which can range anywhere from like 100 bucks to 160 bucks. So, uh, I've told you I've always been disappointed in that one. I've just got to say, no matter what, whenever we slip in Chattanooga whiskey, they always win. Yeah. Or they always get good reviews. Have we ever tried something of theirs and said, eh, it's not that great? This is unbelievable. Is it not? I thought you were going to come out with like some freaking forty nine ninety nine at the store. I honestly, th- the cinnamon that comes through on this, I honestly thought you were going to come in with like some Gatlinburg like red hot whiskey, you know, or something like it's that. It's not that bad. No, it's not bad. It's good. I just thought that's what you were something that was something that had cinnamon on the yeah. label. And that's so what it I thought says tasting gonna... notes spiced fruit. I'm telling you what, guys, if you can get your hands on any of this Chattanooga whiskey, you got to freaking do it. I mean, this company is on to something. And they're and they're all, they're not sourcing. This is all their own stuff. Shoot it over to you, Joel. Let's go, guys. So after this amazing micro porn, I want to bring you to an amazing segment of Reload Recommends, where we recommend things to y'all we think are cool and badass. And with that being said, y'all, let's roll straight into <laughs> Reload Recommendations, Recommendations from Reload, yeah. So, let's dive into it this week. We're going to start things off with Jeremy, roll things in with me, and end it out with sweet and sassy herself, Miss Stacy. So, Jeremy, what you got, homie? I am wildly unprepared this week. Um, I pulled a Joel and didn't prepare anything at all. Um, <clears throat> but that being said, um, I think it's appropriate to uh, to recommend something to kind of go along with uh, the topic we had this evening. And uh, there are a lot of great things I could recommend uh, to go along with your uh, your charcoal cooking. Yeah. And I think the the top one would be uh, charcoal. Um, I work with Jealous Devil Charcoal. Uh, we've all worked with Jealous Devil Charcoal, mm-hmm. and they have an incredible product. Uh, it lasts longer. It burns hotter. Um, it, there's a true difference. We used it in Egg Fest, and um, we had just a few bags. We were like, surely this will be nowhere near enough charcoal. Wing Fest. We, wing Fest. Wing Fest. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and um, we burned eight pit barrels for eight eight plus hours on just a couple bags of this stuff it was absolutely incredible and it's even more efficient inside of a ceramic grill uh when i was talking about doing that 22 plus hour long cook on 10 pounds of charcoal it was jealous devil charcoal um that stuff just lasts forever i highly recommend i have to second that jeremy because when we partnered with jealous devil for that wing fest cook we always talk about on the show here Mm -hmm. um and they said, they said, we're going to send you three bags. You know, I sent someone out to get more charcoal because I didn't believe in the product. Yeah. And they told me, this is going to burn three times longer than your normal yeah. charcoal. And it did. It did. 1,000% burns hotter and longer than any charcoal I've ever used. So I second that recommendation. And they believed in us and, you know, we brought home a trophy. That's it. In case you guys didn't yeah. know. Trophies in every bag. That's right. That's right. So, guys, a product that I want to uh, recommend to you guys today is a brand new product from our friends at Pit Barrel. Um, they have started a new company called Ingrain. It is a sweet, high-end cutting board that they sent us one. We've got it. It is smooth. It is sexy. I'm telling you, it is. It's not your run-of-the-mill cutting board you're going to get from Target. This thing is heavy. It is stout. It's the nicest cutting board we've ever owned. Deep, deep channel for all those juices that come out of those fantastic proteins that you cook. And it's even got a pour uh, spout at the end of the board so you can 
you know, drain that stuff off. But I'm telling you, it is, they, these are not your ordinary cutting boards. If you're looking for a good cutting board, check it out in grain. They're fantastic. <clears throat> I recommend it highly. So, Stacy, bring us home, girl. All right, guys. This week for Reload Recommends, I have a song from Italian rock band Main Skin. Now, this particular song is a cover song based off of a 1965 uh, single, but this version just slaps. So here it is. This is Beggin'. I'm I just love that song. It gives me up so hard. I want to stand in front of a grill and slap some big ass meats on it. <laughs> I like what you're trying to do there. I just love that song so much. I, mean, I just love that song so much. Oh man, I I I never know who sang that song. I've heard it so much, and I think I like I like that. But it's a band called Main Skin. Yeah, Main Skin. It's an Italian Main- rock band, uh, and that is not their original song. It's a cover from a 1967, like a two person group that sang really? that, and then other people have brought that out as a cover. These guys actually were on X Factor Italia, and they performed this song on there. No joke. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, this pretty, group. So that's um, pretty stinking cool. Yeah, it's a really cool song. Um, I thought it, it fit great on the playlist. Wow, you did another one, another heavy hitter from Stace, y'all. So. All right. Well, I guess that's the end of the podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got some good bourbon knowledge, some good Komodo cooker knowledge. That's that <laughs> right? Komodo? Komodo. Komodo is a type of dragon. You know, Komodo, Komodo, tomato, tomato, tomato. We're going to talk dragons next week, so make sure you come in for that episode. <laughs> And Japanese oh. women in robes. But no, yeah. I will say, guys, uh, <laughs> you, you do want to stay tuned because next week we are bringing on a UFC MMA fighter. A fighter. A fighter, y'all. We're gonna, it's going to be a great podcast. You're not going to want to miss I that. I have some serious tricks up my sleeves for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait. All right, y'all. Well, we love you. We thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Do it. Do it right now. That way you can listen to that reload podcast anytime, anywhere. Love you. We'll see you on the next show. See you next Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Reload Rub and Seasoning. Head to ReloadRub.com to pick up the full arsenal of our delicious blends, perfect for amping up your next meal. No MSG, clean ingredients, and a portion of every sale is donated to Hungry Heroes, serving those who serve others. So head over to ReloadRub.com and order yours today. We're diving neck deep. Shut up. Neck deep. (laughs)